the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who hasn't left us hanging, who is here with us, and will come again. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, In 1959, a group of international scientists met together at an observatory to dedicate a revolutionary new telescope. And this telescope was going to allow them to see the surface of the moon closer than ever before. See, there had been some widespread speculation that there were moon creatures living up there on the moon. And so this is how the scientific community was once and for all going to prove that that was simply not true. So they chose a representative of the scientist to take the first look. And he did. And when the scientist asked him what he saw, he turned around and said, Well, I see two moon creatures. Well, that's impossible, they cried. And so they ran over to look in the telescope themselves. But they saw the same thing. There were two moon creatures. Except now they were on a rocket ship headed straight for Earth. And they got there in what seemed like a matter of seconds, landing right beside the observatory. And stepping out from their ship, it became clear that they were not moon people at all. And in fact, they revealed they were actually from Minnesota. (laughs) So one of them had accidentally discovered a formula for rocket fuel while simply trying to bake a cake from his grandmother's old recipe. Now, of course, the scientists wanted this fuel, this formula, and so they hired them to work in a lab and to recreate it. Unfortunately, a couple of spies also got their eye on that formula and they wanted to steal it. So disguised, they snuck into the lab and gave a package to the Minnesotans. And inside the package, they didn't know it, was 14 sticks of dynamite and a clock ticking down from 30 seconds, 29 28, 27. The situation looks grim. And then suddenly the scene turned dark, black, and a strange voice began to speak. And it said, Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode. And the credits for the Rocky and Bullwinkle show began to roll. <laughs> Cliffhangers, right? They've been around for a long time. You used to see them on old radio shows, and now you can catch them in movies, and at the end of pretty much every season finale of every TV show out there. A cliffhanger is a plot device which features a main character in some sort of dilemma or precarious situation. Maybe it is a bomb, or someone's been shot or is about to get shot or has a decision to make. Whatever it is, it's put there to ensure that you, the audience, will be back. That you will stick around for the conclusion in an upcoming season, sequel, or episode. Cliffhangers are designed to leave us restless, unsettled, anxious for resolution, and ultimately asking a question. What now? The ascension of Jesus Christ, which we celebrate today, is arguably one of the greatest cliffhangers of all time. For three years, the disciples had been with Jesus. Three years. And they had literally given up everything to follow him. Their homes, their jobs, their families. And it had been worth it. To see the things that Jesus could do, to hear the very words that he spoke. But then they had watched as he was betrayed by one of their own and arrested. They had fled as he was tortured and crucified. They had grieved as he breathed his last breath. They had hid for fear of their own lives 
as his corpse lie in the tomb. And they had fallen flat on their faces in complete terror at the sight of him, alive, risen from the dead. It was a great season, full of action and suspense and tragedy and ruin and redemption. But they'd arrived at last at the season finale. And no season finale ever ends the way you'd expect it to. When they had come together, they asked him, Lord, would you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them essentially, No, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up. And the cloud took him out of their sight. And just like that, he was gone. It says the disciples were just left standing there, looking at the sky, probably asking, what now? There was a whole world out there that didn't know the things they knew, that hadn't seen the things they had seen, that didn't know who Jesus was. There was a whole world full of tensions and anxieties and dangers that desperately needed resolution. And Jesus just leaves. What now? It's a question we are all familiar with. A job doesn't pan out, or the one you have currently isn't making ends meet. What now? Marriages fall apart. Relationships suffer because of disloyalty, distrust, harsh words. What now? Tornadoes rip through the Midwest and the South, leaving homes, devastation, lives in its wake. What now? Expectations are shattered. Things never work out the way you think they will, it seems. Far from it. What now? What now? And we read this story, and we know that Jesus must be out there somewhere. But he doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot of anything, really. He's not fixing our marriages. He's not preventing natural disasters. He's not answering all of our prayers the way that we would want. He appears strangely absent. And we can't help but wonder if he really does care, if he's really out there making good on those promises that we are constantly told to hang on to. Like the disciples, we find ourselves looking to heaven, wondering what in the world Jesus is up to, and asking that question. What now? It's a cliffhanger that's real easy to get caught up in, Ben. Because we want the answers now. We want those tensions and anxieties resolved now. But that's just it. With cliffhangers, there are no fast and easy answers. You've got to make it through the summer first to see what happens. And that's not far from the truth here. But here's the thing. We've got a sneak preview of what's next, of the season to come. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go. Jesus is coming back. 
coming back and he's bringing with him the season that is to come. The season when questions will be answered, tensions resolved, never-ending anxieties will finally be put to rest. John gives us a more detailed look at this season to come in Revelation 21. When he says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. It's going to be everything you'd expect, everything you'd hope for, and then some. It's going to be the season that never ends, the series that will never be canceled. But that still begs the question, what now? Right? I mean, is Jesus just the Lord of the past and the future of last season and the next when he was here walking around and will someday be back? No, no, Jesus is Lord now. Even though we can't see him wherever he is, he is ruling over the earth, creation, now. He is forgiving sins, now. He is speaking for us with the Father, now. And he is here, now. He is in the words of this book which we speak and proclaim. He is in the bread and the wine, which we will eat and drink for the forgiveness of sins. He's in the remembrance of our baptisms when that water was once poured over our heads. His very spirit lives inside you, giving you faith, making you strong, defending you from the powers of darkness and of despair. Jesus may have left us physically, but he's still here. He's still a part of our lives. He hasn't left you hanging. And he never will. Like our heroes, you will live to see another day. No matter what the situation may be, no matter how hopeless things may seem. Because there's lots of Jesus and lots of hope to go around right now. Right here. You don't have to get caught up in that cliffhanger. So stick around. And don't miss next Sunday's exciting episode. In his name. Amen.